0: Hello and welcome to Alien Addict on this fine Saturday. I shall keep the bit where I try and sell you stuff as short as possible. Obviously, do the like, share and subscribe thing. Uh, We have podcasts, we have merch. Go and get them at the places where you get the podcasts and the merch from. Um, Make sure you leave a comment on whatever you're watching us on. If you're listening to this later on in the podcast form, give us a five-star review. Say whatever you want. You can say nasty stuff. I don't care. We want those five stars. Without further ado, David, Ashton, how are we doing?
1: Doing great, man. How are you guys doing?
0: doing good. good
1: so, you ready for the big announcement? I am. Okay, guys. An exclusive. I've, I've thought about it for a long time. Decided. Is this exclusive? This is exclusive. All it's right. time to come clean, guys. You got me. I'm the one who made the videos. I've been perpetuating a hoax on you guys this whole time. You fell for it. I'm a VFX expert. I'm coming out. I'm telling you guys, I've been hiding my skills this whole time. I built this whole case up just to just to trick the entire Internet so that I could get on Joe Rogan. All you guys fell for it. Six months in the making. Actually, I made those videos 10 years ago. And now here I am, and I waited for the long con of 10 years later to come out with it, guys. Wow. Can you believe it?
0: It's the long game. The long game wins. <laughs>
1: for anyone the out there, patients. yes, I'm joking. I did not make the videos. It's It's been a crazy <laughs> few days. People are thinking all kinds of wild stuff about me out there. Don't. Don't Um, say, don't no no no. Let's let's not backstep now. No no. Like if if
0: you'd have carried it on just on just a little bit longer, it would have been like you were edging Mick West. That's what she said.
1: No, I don't want to make these people have a full meltdown. I think that's already enough. They're going to clip that out of context now, and they're going to use that uh, against me. So that, that'll oh. already be funny enough. We can keep the drama going for another few weeks until I uh, retire from the case out there. But oh. no, in all seriousness, like... It, the amount of stuff people are coming up with recently is just so wild, right? I've got people who are foying, uh doing Freedom of Information Act requests to the ARO because they think that I'm lying about that. Um, I've got people calling up Joe Rogan's producers because they think that I faked some communications with them and that I've been lying about it for what, what goal that would be. I have no idea. I mean, wouldn't that easily get me caught? So you got to have a little bit of fun with it because this is just absolutely, it's been, it's been such a weird experience, this whole case, everything related to it. I mean, you know, you got to laugh, otherwise you're going to cry, I think.
0: Well, I think the funny thing is when you consider like these big podcasts all kind of hang around with each other and speak to each other, the fact that you were on Tim Pool, then shortly after that, you're on um, Infowars, it makes more sense than not that Rogan would have got involved in there somewhere yeah. along the lines. Joe, I, I, I don't understand why that's broke people, but it's, yeah. It's I
1: didn't any. think it would be that crazy. Like, cause you know, I brought it up cause there, I mean, it's, it's like one of the biggest things ever happened. Right. You have okay. I woke up one morning, I think it was uh, a little over a week ago. Right. And I'm, I'm getting in, the, in the, the bath or, you know, okay, you guys got me. I like to take baths, but, um, I'm looking at my phone, right? Looking at the I'm messages. That. That's, 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 that, guys. <laughs> yeah, I
2: believe that's an Illuminati cult ritual.
1: And, you know, you look at your DMs and you're like, wait, that says Joe Rogan. Like what? Right. And so you look at it and you're like, "This has got to be a fake account. Right. And then you see the 12.2 million followers. And I'm like,
0: not holy shit. Account.
1: Right. <laughs> and here's the, and so it's like, you're like, wow. And it, it's hard to not talk about. Right. Cause, Cause yeah. Wow. So I only told some people that are like, you know, my personal sphere that don't have social media and stuff like that. Right. Right away. Um, because I, I also didn't want it to fall through because I knew that like, I've talked to a lot of podcasters and everybody tells me they've got people that yell at them about not having me on making a fake stuff about me, whatever. Right. So I, I didn't want that to happen. And I'm sitting there thinking about it and I'm sitting there going, man, this is, this is wild. Like I'm a little bit worried about going on Joe Rogan because this is millions and millions and millions of people. Right. And, um, I had seen the hostile reactions that I've been getting, and they've only been ramping up. And it makes me worried about what would happen. This information goes mainstream regarding a lot of this. Um, And then the next day, he he messaged me back. I had actually worked the stuff out with the booking agent, like gave him my information. We had the date set up and everything. Right. And um, the next day he comes back and he says, "Uh, I need to put a pause on this. Like there's I've found these debunks. I think this might be a hoax. He saw the, the this Reddit post that's been pinned that they claim they found these cloud pictures, and we had done a rebunk of the cloud picture thing over a month ago. Um, and then he also saw he he also links to me the Danny Jones interview, not any specific part of it, just like the whole thing where it says like whatever exposed by VFX thing, which is just like that was just complete dishonesty by Danny Jones. Like, you mean, the one you were on, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he sent you the. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the show you were on
1: <laughs> yeah the show i was on i'm like and I, and I and you know i haven't gone i haven't shown all the dms but like mm-hmm. i go back and say hey i told him the truth about it which is like danny literally falsified a fake description of that video even after calling me several times to like bargain with me about what he should call it and i kept telling him don't call it something like exposed because it's not and that's dishonest and you're gonna get negative feedback and that was exactly what happened after you called it exposed. You had all these people. If you guys remember that saga of the Julian, I'm watching it
0: live. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. The They were, for... everyone was
1: expecting me to like get like burned or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And like it didn't end up happening. And then slowly, I was watching it live. That's one of the only podcasts I've watched live in retrospect. And you could tell the people in the chat were getting more and more disappointed, like their team's about to lose, right? And they realized that it's inevitable that they're not going to win. It was that same kind of feeling. And you get to the end. And then people start trolling Danny and, and Julian yep. because they had been lying about it. And Danny starts having a meltdown in the chat, starts banning people. Um, that was hilarious. Of it. By that way was he really did funny. have
2: a full on meltdown. And then he, was yeah, he had a his full own meltdown comments. in his own yeah. chat. He was
1: removing all these comments. He still has removed a ton. But even if you go look at there, you can still see there's a ton of negative comments because of the way he like treated me and, the way that he lied about like what the 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 summary of the the podcast itself, and if you compare it to all the other stuff where he's talking to people, they're talking about angels and demons and all this stuff. Like he never does anything like this, right? But yes, for right. me, for some reason, it was this personal attack. So anyway, I don't think Joe Rogan even actually watched it because I think if he had watched it, he would, he would realize that's not how it. it played out. Yeah, <laughs> but the other part too you is that. You know, this just goes to show how powerful disinformation is, right? And mm-hmm. whatever you believe about the cloud image or the pyromania VFX, whatever, like, there's still a huge case here to look into, right? Like, I've got 14 pages of evidence of stuff that's very difficult to understand how somebody had faked it, including coordinates that we've recently showed. The raw data for those coordinates wasn't even available till May 28th, 2014. That's over a week after the video was published. So what was this person using their psychic powers to figure out where they should put the coordinates in the, in the satellite video? Like people have just got to come to terms with the fact that like so much of the details of these videos are so specific and just have, there's no basis. Like we had a a VFX artist in my discord that basically come out and said, what's the reference copy for this? Because they've done so much work on movies and stuff like that, that Whenever you're a visual effects artist, you always reference something. Like you're trying to make it look like something else, right? But these Mm -hmm. videos don't have any reference at all, right? They're just completely original works. And even if you take this 2D cloud picture, that's only one small aspect. This person that actually tried to recreate the satellite video, they use this 2D asset to, to try to do it. They copy the mouse movement. They copy the coordinate shifts. The only unique aspects they make are the plane the orbs and the zap and all of them are totally fake looking that's the only original aspects and so you look at this and you go nobody's even come close to recreating these videos even though they have something to copy the actual videos and yet the person that made them in a a, a few weeks with no reference whatsoever how how did they do it right like there's still a huge debate Mm -hmm. to be had here regarding this and then if you look at it from the perspective of What would somebody do if this is real and this is the government actually did this and has hiding this technology? They would go to literally any lengths to, you know, cover it up. They would easily fabricate a fake picture based on the videos and then post it on somebody's cloud storage and then send them a message from an anonymous account and go, hey, here's this thing that you should go make a debunk video on. They would definitely do that. No doubt. Right. Mm -hmm. They would probably go a lot further than that. You know, so. I just think that um, the last thing I want to say real quick, and then we can take some questions is I was just posting something else today that was um, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp on the Joe Rogan podcast from, I don't know how long ago, I think it was less than a year ago. And um, Jeremy Corbell doesn't even know what a superconductor is, right? He's sitting there and he's going, oh yeah. And I was talking to this guy that got some device and he was reverse engineering it. And, um, they, they, he was talking about some supercapacitors, and I'm sitting there going, wait, does he mean superconductors? And then they, they kind of figure it out. Oh, no, he's talking about superconductors. And they're like, what is a superconductor? And I'm just going, holy shit. They don't even understand the basics of why this technology is so revolutionary. Like, Even without UFOlogy, without these videos, just room temperature superconductivity will change everything on our entire planet. Right, and this is also, I don't mean to dig at Eric Weinstein, but when he said he's not interested in room temperature superconductivity, kind of hurts his credibility a little bit because I, I don't know if he doesn't understand the implications or he just thinks it's fantastical and fantasy, but it's not right. And then Joe Rogan and Jeremy Corbell are like, Oh, well, hasn't that been debunked? and then George Knapp's like, Well, it's been debunked several times, but they keep you know trying to retest it or whatever, and I'm just going. This is how all this stuff's being suppressed, right? People are just going, "Oh, well, that was debunked. We don't need to look into that anymore." I'm sitting here, literally showing videos of flux pinning and the Meissner effect on two different videos of LK99, which essentially proves superconductivity. You know, and and also I can explain at least superconductivity and why it's so revolutionary: mag trains, hoverboards. <laughs> computers that don't heat up, wireless power, we lose like 30 to, I I don't know what the exact percentage, 30 to 70% of power transfer is lost due to heat. Well, room temperature superconductive wires would make that go down to zero. How about the large Hadron Collider? That uses superconductors when we run that huge ring and they have to be cooled. I believe they use liquid nitrogen, but I'm not sure all the time. Just that alone wouldn't require that. It's very easy to look at these videos and go, well, if you have something that normally, like these magic videos where you see this, this thing shuffling around like a magnet, like it's stuck on it, right? And you realize you have to use all this energy to allow that to cool it down. If you took away all that energy input requirement, it's very easy to imagine a situation where you could have like a fusion reactor that's very small captured in a magnetic field that is being created by superconductivity. Um, and so that's the part where I, like, I just don't know... The last thing I'll say, and I know I said that a couple of times, is that I don't think we're ready for this. Like I, I just think when I see those interactions between somebody as huge as Corbell and Knapp, and Joe Rogan, and they have no idea what the implications of room temperature superconductivity are, um, it makes me think that wow, like we need to really go back to the basics with this. We're, we're probably still years, if not decades, away from. Um, really realizing the implications of this technology and how much it would change our planet. And as much as it would be great for me to go on Joe Rogan and talk about it, uh, it's going to go over most people's heads, right? And that's just, we're just not there scientifically from the public perspective yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as the Rogan um, thing goes, when he, he's a good, he does a really good job of being the layman that people explain complicated things to. But you know, if, if you get him and George Knapp there, you know, it's we're never you know, you're never solved world hunger, are you from that conversation? But uh I, I mean I'd still I'd still love to see it. I'd still love to see see her on Rogan go and uh, go go through it all again. You know, the um it's been like from the minute you dragged it up, it's been the elephant in the room which wouldn't go away, you know, no matter how many people tried to shoot at it, it was it just stayed there. Um was it you said the the well, I think it was on a tweet or something like that that it was it was the interaction with rogan that had made you decide to sort of retire from the case was it something else he said or was it just strictly the uh, no
1: you know, it actually wasn't really related to him i mean the way it kind of went down is that um so he came back with that said you know he he wanted to put a pause on it mm-hmm. and then i was just thinking about it in terms of Well, I mean that's that's the ultimate goal, right? Like, government's never going to make a statement on this stuff. Like, we know that at this point, they're never going to let the media, mainstream media, touch it. So, I've been going up the alternative media ladder, right? Talking to various people: Alex Jones, Tim Pool, Coast to Coast Radio. You know, everyone that's out there. The last people that I really targeted are like Lex Friedman, Sean Ryan, Joe Rogan, Mm -hmm. and I had. I accidentally revealed DMS with Lex Friedman once. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that he's has the same belief that like Joe Rogan does and that it wouldn't surprise me as well. If Sean Ryan did as well, I had a couple DMS with him as well. Um, that didn't come to fruition. So thought about it from that perspective and thought we've already, we've exhausted all the opportunities, right? I can keep doing all these other small podcasts if I want, but it becomes exhausting after a while. And, um, because then I thought of the, like, the lay of the land, right, with the toxicity that you guys have been seeing that I've been getting directly. And I just think in order for people to realize that I'm just a normal person who's not invested in this the way that they imagine I am, I need to just step back from it. And if other people want to pick up the case, whatever, I've made all the evidence public. I've never asked for a single dime related to any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if something else comes up, I can, I can jump back in in months or years. If there is a major development, you know, uh, if the videos get authenticated by AARO, or if Edward C. Lynn all of a sudden out of nowhere gets a pardon, you know, and everyone's going, whoa, why'd he just get a pardon? Right. Or something like that. Or he comes out as a whistleblower. Um, I'd be happy to come back out of the woodwork. Or we start to find out that the science is real. As well right room temperature superconductivity and that's why i figured it'd be best if i step away from it people can you know you can park the mh370 videos and the the mythology of all the rest of these other ufo videos that are out there in the past that have been debunked but people are still wondering maybe they could be real right um and i'm happy with that and then i can move on to the spark the part where i would enjoy which is the science right the the room temperature superconductivity stuff, L-K-9, LK-99, there's supposed to be a new video supposedly coming out in March. I'm not sure if it's going to get suppressed in the West, but I've already got two videos that I like to show off. Um, and then the other aspects of it as well, like macroscopic phase conjugation, otherwise known as teleportation, um, and, and really anything else that comes out. you know. And that's that's the stuff that I'm digging into, the stuff that I'm enjoying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and, and yeah, and then, and then we'll see in the future. But no, it wasn't necessarily uh, just Rogan. It was just like, okay, we've exhausted those opportunities. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like there's anywhere else to go with this. But the one thing I would say, if, if Joe Rogan is watching right now or anybody else, I want to repeat what I said on the Danny Jones podcast. Because he asked me, how much do these videos matter regarding the case? And the answer is at this point, very little. I don't even need the videos to prove that this is a conspiracy, right? There's two aspects of this. You have the conspiracy, which is the narrative that most people believe that this was some kind of pilot suicide into the South Indian Ocean. That's objectively a lie. I'm going to go ahead and go on the record and say that there's no chance that's how it played out. There's no evidence for it whatsoever. The debris that people think that they found was 3,000 miles away from the supposed crash site. 3,000 miles, okay? This is not, why didn't the debris wash up on the shores of of Australia if it crashed in the South Indian Ocean? It is washing up in Africa, right? I just want people to get this through their heads here. Um, there's no evidence of that at all. So the conspiracy aspect, we can already just prove without any of that. The satellites and the spying and proving that the satellites are scanning the earth every 10 seconds. We were able to prove all that without the videos whatsoever. What the videos allowed us to do was find out about the fire scenario. And that hmm. explains why the plane never crashed in the South Indian Ocean. Everything lines up in a way where, as hard as it is to believe, those videos are th- the key to understanding what really happened to the plane. And that's how we found out about Catherine T, who was right there in that same location watching the glowing, or- glowing orange plane. That's how we found out about the fire scenario. That's how we then found out about Mike McKay, the nine people along the coast, the eight fishermen on the boat, all corroborating the same lithium-ion battery fire event, where we had been sitting there wondering, "There's four almost 500 pounds of lithium-ion batteries in this plane. This has got to be related somehow to what happened to the plane. Like this is just too bizarre that they have all these batteries on there that the Malaysian Airlines CEO would lied about until March 20th. That's over a week, two weeks after the plane went missing. They finally admit there's extremely dangerous, volatile batteries in the cargo hold. You know, so there's that aspect of it." And then there's the aspect of okay, well now we got some orbs spinning around a plane in a sinusoidal pattern, um, consistent with an electrical engineering 0. 0.120 degree you know circuit or pattern whatever it is, and then this macroscopic phase conjugation event where you've got Salvatore Pius, Bob Greenier, uh, Dave Rossi, who's a contractor with the DOD. Uh, as well as roidy herbert physicist theoretical physicist uh whose uh colleague martin gibson also has a unification theory all these people have unification theories of quantum mechanics and general relativity and that's how all this stuff is possible and i'm just sitting here going okay guys what more do you want i mean Mm. you know what more do you want here (laughs) it's
2: a good question uh i'm i'm kind of happy for you that uh i mean i know it's it seems crazy right now because as you retire, you announced your retirement and the craziers got or the crazies got crazier, uh, as they tend to do. in in this world of UFOlogy or whatever, yeah. that's the problem. People keep calling it a community and the community is the problem. Uh, but I look forward to seeing what you dig into next. Um I just want, I, I said that before we started. I'm going to say it probably multiple times. You're a bright guy. I like how deeply you dig into things and you, you go for it. Uh, like I said, we're color commentary at best. <laughs> you know. And we're not always that funny. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think, as a conspiracy theorist, which I definitely am, if we take a minute, you got to admire whoever pulled the strings to discredit you because they got out ahead of all of us. They helped you, like, it obviously shows to me, like the Danny Jones podcast and that other podcast, um, booked you so quickly. They released so quickly together. When we saw everyone come out online at like two in the morning against you, that controlled effort, and we're like, "Man, this is ridiculous!" And it only boosted and bring more people to your cause. And like, wow, that backfired. Boy, were we short-sighted! It was the it was the Damn.
0: people as well. Long it was, the, it was yeah. the jumpers guy on you know yes. on social media. you is it um, which one is it? John Green Greenwald or Glen Glen Greenwald? I always get them. There's John green Greenwalds.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's the one the Foya Master, the dildo and foyer Master, as I call him, John Greenwald. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he like, dildos. He just sure. he he jumped on it. You know, the you had your guy from that that did the, 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 the um, New York Times thing. I forgot his name as well.
2: Yeah that's all right it's worth
0: forgetting. Yeah but, it's, it's, uh, but I I it just it was just an amazing 48 hours and it's it, so it, it, it it to be honest it the craziest thing and I think um one of the worst things they did was drag uh, uh Julian in because if from anybody that even bothered like scratching the surface of that he didn't make sense no. His YouTube numbers didn't make sense to the subscriber no. numbers he had, the guests he had, it, with the with the views that his videos were getting didn't make sense. Then no. when you went and had a look at his Twitter and he had like one thousand followers, you go, "Hang on a second, you've got two hundred thousand subscribers
1: on your YouTube channel. That's impossible." Five hundred thousand. Oh, yeah. five hundred thousand. Yeah. Five hundred. Yeah. Um. So it- yeah, real quick, if I want to address a couple of those points there, too, because so let's just say these videos are real just for the sake of argument right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if so, then, yeah, I think that if I'm looking at it from the intelligence community perspective, the ones who are trying to, you know, use uh, in- counterintelligence to cover them up. Right. Uh, they messed up big time in the beginning. Right. They used their assets, Julian and, and mm-hmm. Danny. Those guys might have just been useful idiots. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but you know, there's, they have all kinds of connections to feds. So many, I mean, the guy was literally talking to the FBI, curious, he, isn't it? He was talking to it's Jim curious. DiOrio, legendary spook, legendary fed while I was there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it would been so easy to manipulate those guys. And I, and I truly think that it get manipulated, um, into trying to debunk me. Right. And the way they came at me was very transparent and it backfired, mm-hmm. like you guys just said. Right. Yeah. And, and and when I look back in retrospect, like I've only done, what, three, four live interviews, right? It was Mm -hmm. confessionals, Tony Merkel, who was like a class act, great Mm -hmm. guy, incredible, right? And then, and he even warned me afterwards, be careful which podcasts you go on, right? He gave me a little warning about it and I didn't really listen. I just kind of thought I'm just going to do everybody. And so when Julian and and Danny called me, I got really excited because a lot of people had been pinging me. I had no idea. I'd never watched any of their stuff before. I'd literally never heard of either of them before that. Right, well, he thought, he oh,
0: concrete. Before he before he changed, changed the name to like yes, just concrete. his name concrete has always been. I had podcast.
1: no idea about him though. I I'd never yeah. watched. I'm not really big into the podcast game, right? I'd known Joe Rogan. That was kind of about it. A little bit about Sean Ryan. Pretty much nobody else. Mm-hmm. And. So, you know, I'm, I was excited to go on there. I thought this is another opportunity to do what I did with the confessionals, right? And it wasn't until I get on there that I realized, no, no, these guys are, you know, trying to debunk me. They mm-hmm. and, and that's not how they came across at all. Like, they were duplicitous when they met talked to me about it beforehand, right? They didn't lead on at all. They both had me sign not uh, releases, which is apparently pretty unusual because I even went on Tim Pool. Mm-hmm. And they said, the only reason why I'm making you sign a release on Tim Pool is because he has a skate park. Uh, downstairs. Yeah, that makes sense. But these other guys are making me sign releases because they knew they were going to try to defame me on Correct. their shows, right? And they didn't want me to be able to sue them afterwards. Mm-hmm. So anyone else just as a warning sign, if they anyone tries to get you to sign a release when they go on their show, walk away right away. That's a huge huge red flag. Just a heads up on that. Um and so yeah, like it, it's very easy to see how they might have been manipulated Anyway, it did backfire, right? Because I'm just an honest guy and that's what happens when you go at somebody who's just being honest is that the people that watch can see right through it at least the people that aren't you know total idiots some mm-hmm. people are like the one guy who was yelling at me yesterday claiming that i that i melted during the the concrete podcast i'm like oh, okay man whatever <laughs> um but <clears throat> then i think their big move was the cloud thing right whatever mm-hmm. they did with that cloud thing i don't know exactly how they played it out right um uh you know and i want to be careful here because what i'll say is that this guy who uh who took the pictures has threatened to sue me several times mm-hmm. um even though i have him on record saying i've never said anything false about him and he said oh that doesn't matter in, you know in japan where he lives like apparently defamation doesn't require truth or something <laughs> and i'm like okay well good luck man get like, that good luck. settlement
2: in japan douche <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. um yeah. but what i do want to say is that you know People have shown that it's extremely easy using AI to make a lower quality Mm -hmm. cloud picture into a higher quality one. People actually, even ahead of time, uh, many months ago, back in like September, used the the cloud images of the the moving screen and were able to make a full screen picture from it Mm -hmm. using AI. And if we imagine that the government has the ability to teleport a plane and move orbs around like they do in those videos in 2014, then using AI is no problem at all. And if you look up the Vault 7 leaks, shows that the CIA, NSA, et cetera, has hacking tools for everything. Mm -hmm. Putting a picture on the cloud is the easiest thing possible. Changing the metadata is even just trivial, right? Um, So it doesn't even require this person that found the picture, or he didn't even find the picture. That's the most ironic part. He took the picture and was told by somebody else who has a completely inexplicable story about finding it. uh, Emails him on a burner account, and says, mm-hmm. hey, you should go make a debunk video. Like, the whole story makes no damn sense at all, right? Mm-hmm. But that was still a good move. So I'm going to give props to the intelligence community. If these videos are real and that was their play, bravo. Good move. Because what what can I do there, right? I can either go after the guy who's making this debunk video, mm-hmm. or, and then I'm going to look like a douchebag if I go after him, right? right? And he might not, if he's being a useful idiot, then that's the perfect defense for him, right? Because he... If he's not the one who like, you know, falsified the picture or whatever, then he can just play ignorant, right? Mm-hmm. And he can just, and he's not technically lying. Um, and then if I go into this this angle, which I just mentioned of, oh, you know, the CIA or NSA could have made this picture and posted it on the internet, even back in 2016, mm-hmm. they might have had it out there waiting to go, right? Mm-hmm. Then people are going to go, oh, well, you're, you're a deep conspiracy theorist, you're going into blah, blah, blah. And these are the same people that are saying that I faked pictures of Joe Rogan. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I think it's a little bit hypocrisy, a little hypocrisy, but that's still a good play either way. Right. Yeah. Because now you're going to try to discredit me no matter what I do, or how I respond to it. And so the way that I reacted to it is well, I said 2D cloud picture just doesn't make sense, no matter how you look at it, because we had already proved the clouds were moving and evolving naturally uh, the week beforehand. So, you know, to me, it's like I, I just don't care. And then the other aspect of it is this. people that are skeptical the people that are believers whatever Mm -hmm. basically every single video that's out there has been debunked some one way or another correct right they've even the one that i think was showing up last week with this jet and they've got the ufo out the window or whatever they say Mm -hmm. oh it's a reflection whatever every single thing out there has been debunked one way or another you know so at some point it just becomes uh, an aspect of like you either look at the evidence and come up to your own conclusions or you just believe whatever you're told, right? And it's up to each individual to come to their own terms whether or not they think the weight of the evidence is, is powerful enough or not. So just to loop it all back around with the Joe Rogan thing, before he had uh, canceled the next day, I had been sitting there thinking about the whole day going, man, I'm gonna become a pariah if I go on this show. And I'm thinking what I'd like to do on that show is I was actually planning on retiring after that show. Uh, is what I had decided if if it went through. Because the way I was going to present it is say, okay, here are the debunks, here's the evidence. Everybody out there, you make up your own mind on what you believe to be true. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's that's where we're at with this case at this point. And because he canceled, I think it might be even for the best where now the case can sit out there. The evidence can sit out there. People can hopefully chill out from attacking me for a while. And then maybe in the future, something will come up, which will corroborate it. And then people go, huh, maybe that guy wasn't lying about it. Maybe that those videos are real.
2: No, they then they'll show the clip from the beginning of the show where you admit it was all you. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: That's, I it. just think that that conspiracy is so funny. I heard um, what's this guy? I don't even want to say his podcast name, but some podcaster wannabe like reaction guy who's trying to come up as a UFO podcaster guy was uh, I heard him talking to somebody else going, oh, I think that Ashton guy made the videos. And I'm just sitting here going, dude, like, what? What? Like, okay, go ahead and prove it, right? Like, go ahead and prove it, man. Like, I don't know what you're thinking. The evidence of that is like, okay, we know the videos are from over 10 or from 10 years ago. What? Well, I've been in this for the long con and I'm just coming out now. And I've been in healthcare IT my whole life mm-hmm. and I'm a business major, but I, I've got secret super VFX skills as good mm-hmm. as any like top studio. Like, I just don't, I like you can just watch my live streams. You can tell, like, I barely even know how to use social media, and I can barely <laughs> edit and put captions on a video. But I think I've got crazy VFX skills, it's wild. No,
2: no need, man. We got your confessions. No, when I look at like... <laughs> the, the, <laughs> it's never not gonna be fun. I do,
0: I do love the idea, though, of, of uh, 2014, you've pressed an export on a thing, and, say, and now we wait. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be good.
1: It's it's good. Ten it's years good. from now, yeah, you're this gonna, is gonna be, I'm gonna go on 70 podcasts, and I'm gonna <laughs> get myself on Joe Rogan. And I'm gonna re- reveal that I, I made it up the whole time. Honestly, guys, if I had made these videos, I would have collected the hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's when I would have come out. Yeah. I would have come out, and I'd been like, "Sorry, kim I got you, bro. I made this. I'm like, you guys owe me. Here's the source work. I'd have it on my hard drive over there, right." And I would have collected that 150 grand. Hell, yes. I might even done it for 10 grand. Uh, you know, that one <laughs> dude turned down 10 grand? Shit, I'm not turning that down. That's that's That wild. was the
2: weirdest part of the whole mm-hmm. thing. Uh, no, what, what really kind of sold me on the videos was the reaction from those two different podcasts and the green and all these things coming against you. Just sitting back and looking at it and going, why are you leveling both barrels at something that if you would have never addressed, would have just gone away? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is bizarre. But now that we see that if Joe Rogan's quoting it and people in his circle are quoting it, it's the headline thing, right? Yeah. then, unfortunately, he talks about it on his own podcast. People just read the headline. He just yep. read the
1: title. That's what they you do, know? right? And you don't uh, look into so the evidence. It's, and that's why. On that. Was, oh, go
2: ahead. Yeah, i am just say on that, you know, golf clap to them. But yep. uh, for people who really dig in, they'll, they'll find your work. They'll, you know, they'll get that's in true. there and, and after it. And then you've woke people up. That's what matters. You know, the people ah. that you've woke up along the way, that's what matters.
0: I'd be interested to know, like, if behind, behind closed doors, what Alex Jones thinks of it. Because I think that would be if if Rogan had uh, invited you on, then saw the stuff that was, like, on the surface level that you, that you can find really easy. Because I suppose the thing about this case is, because it's gone on for so long now, and you've put so many hours in, especially, like, your public hours at live streams, you know, two, three-hour hour li- live streams where you've been going over the stuff. to to try and get somebody in here here now you basically show them the video and then go right and it's there's this huge story after it it's like somebody trying to jump into QAnon right now (laughs) you know it's because it's that this is the sort of thing you've got to be in from season one to understand (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. No, so I was going to say on that front, yeah, first of all, the, the thing about the headlines is totally true, right? That's how yeah. disinformation is so easy. And months and months ago when I was on the confessionals, like one big section was all about disinformation and how the disinformation works. Cause I watched it happen in real time on Reddit. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched how they manipulate the message on Reddit. And the feds are definitely involved. And as, as well as these they call them the militant skeptics as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that they're all necessarily feds. I just think that they're mostly just idiots who like they believe in the lies that they're told to a degree. It's like the matrix where they fight back against it. Right. And this is a part two where like I wish Joe had seen this back in october or november right because if joe mm. rogan had seen it back then then we would be able to get the information out there to a, a wider audience it would have forced a reaction from the government right and and before all these people had so much time to develop these like debunks that are out there um, and let it marinate in but now you've got all the headlines right And nobody reads past them so it, it's gotten to a point now where it's just not tenable to keep going forward unfortunately mm. i
2: think one of the biggest services you did for the community was when all these people came out against you anyone anyone with eyes can see can see like this is where the government pushes from we know this about these people this these are outed now 100 mm-hmm. no if ands or buts this is what they're doing
0: i think for those that are watching one of the one of the biggest things you've done is right really shine a light on mick west yeah. the, the, you know, the, the king of the ufo well debunkers turns out to be completely full of shit
1: yeah, I mean, I think that you, from honestly, you know, uh, this is going to be mean to say, but he's got a literal cult built around him at this point, which is just weird to see. Like people mm-hmm. constantly reach out to him like, "Okay, Senpai, tell us what we should believe. Senpai, like it's just super super bizarre, especially because he's just some video game developer who's been unemployed for over 15 years, mm-hmm. and this is somehow the guy that people should want should be wanting on their podcast to explain what they should think. Like it's just That's not how any of this should work. I don't think Mick West even knows what science even means. If you were to ask him, I don't think he would answer correctly. The correct answer, by the way, is the scientific method. Um, And and yes, I think to some degree we've exposed him, but he's already been exposed so many times where like his cult-like followers are never going to uh, see the light, right? He's brainwashed them to such a degree that nothing that seems uh, unusual can ever be real to them. And the huge irony is, I've even got him clipped on it. I even got him clipped on one of these podcasts because he, he came out and started trying to tarnish me on some random no-name podcast that's super super tiny. And in the middle of it, he goes, "Uh, you know, these people get so stuck in their mindset that they can't they can't go back, right?" And and then he and then he goes, "And I guess people could say that about me as well." And you're just going, "Yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> like, yes, you figured it out. That's what you're doing. Like, I don't know what to deal with these people projecting their." insecurities is but the idea that mick west looks at anything unobjectively is hilarious the dude is the most by far biased close-minded militant debunker that is literally out there anywhere and nobody should be platforming him nobody should be talking to him and giving him the time of day he's not an investigator he is literally as far as i can tell never invested investigated, or solved anything in his whole life Um, if he was serious about it, what he would be doing is he would be saying, we're going to build a list of evidence for every case. And then we're going to stack it side by side, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, what he does is he looks for something that he can use to affirm his confirmation bias and then dismiss everything else and never addresses the other side's arguments ever. It's a propaganda war. That's how propaganda works. That's not how information flows, right? He's dodged me on three different podcasts already. Um, he wouldn't go on because he knows it's a propaganda war. And for him, he just talks past you, right? I even asked him, mm-hmm. like yesterday, he comes into my replies again. And uh, I, I asked him specifically about the debunks and he ignores them all and says, he's going to mute me, right? Like this is just straight on closed-minded propaganda. It's not a conversation. He's not interested in a conversation. And anyone who's not interested in a conversation like that should not be given a platform, right? Mm-hmm. Same way if I were to come out and I'm telling you that this is all real, and I never address the debunks, right? Which I do mm-hmm. very, very frequently. Um, so, to me, when I look at the UFO community, I, I see just so much dysfunction on both sides. The militant skeptics are as close-minded, if not more close-minded, uh, or they're just—they're definitely more close-minded than the people who are the you know the believer side. But both sides are just uh, two in their own head, two in their own uh, opinions to even discuss with one another, which is why I love what Skyfire News has been doing recently where we are bringing the people together. I mean, there's a lot of shouting matches back and forth, but at least people are talking to one another and there is some element of getting the facts and the evidence out there because otherwise it's just people talking past each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And nobody's <laughs> addressing anybody else's arguments.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird with the, uh, the way other, uh, other channels, other YouTube channels have gone as well, because it's, it i i can't work out when it's happened but there's definitely in, in recent history where they've they they just fallen for this what what i think is government propaganda you know i like that's i i will I'll, I'll fucking put my like go, gun in hand to forehead if i if i have to and say i think nick Mick West is like he's paid by somebody you know his his wages aren't just coming from MetaBunk. It's not just the some. It was something like five million. I think he made was it was it Cygnosis that made that game. I can't remember anyway. He he sold the he sold the developer. It's something called
1: NeverSoft. I mean i mean NeverSoft. That, that was it because like I don't know. How he supposedly made so much money that he never has to work again. Um, especially he, if he, a, so he so made he made a few million from, from, from to his hair. Yeah, he and, lives cheaply.
2: Uh, he gets bargain discount he, prostitutes. He, you know, he, he lives
1: in the most expensive city in the entire country. As far as I know, he lives in Santa Monica or something like that it's in, in, in LA. Not, I don't know for a fact, business. but I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've lived there. It's extremely expensive. One thing I've learned about rich people is that they generally don't like they they don't hate making money. Right? They don't stop either. So the real question there is, and I don't know why he dodges this all the time, right? People ask me, "What's one of the first questions I get almost every single podcast is, what's your job? What do you do, right? They want to know about your background. Mm-hmm. People never ask that. I mean, anybody who does bring West on, first thing should be, okay, if you're not going to show us your tax returns, tell us where you're getting your funding, where you're getting your money from specifically. Be a specific, tell, tell us all, because otherwise it seems like there's a huge conflict of interest. I don't necessarily believe he's being paid by the government to do this, but I think he should be very clear about what his sources of income are related because of his huge bias that he's showing. Mm-hmm. He's I'd also like got to a book the out there he's selling. He, I'd he's,
0: like to know to know the steps. It was him yeah. and two other guys um for, for Neversoft. Uh, he sold it after um Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, I think. Because I did I did a little look into him, nothing crazy. I mean, and I think I, I it, it was X amount of million he made, mm-hmm. or or that that's like publicly findable from uh from selling that company
1: they paid 12 million dollars for it so Mm -hmm. depending on how much he owned then he's going to get that percentage i see from 1999 activision paid they bought seven hundred thousand shares total deal 12.3 million dollars so however much shares he had that will tell you how much he made exactly um and then the question is you can't live off even a few million dollars is not gonna be enough for the rest of your life maybe he invested it all in bitcoin and maybe he's a bitcoin billionaire i don't really know um, but I, I think that he should still be transparent uh, in terms of his income and where that income comes from uh, yeah. because he doesn't monetize his YouTube. Uh, he doesn't have a check mark on, on Twitter. Um, so he's not getting money from those sources. He's paying for the Metabunk website. So that's all just negative money that's going out, right? He's going on conferences, which almost certainly pay him as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I think being upfront about his sources of income would go a long way towards, if he wants credibility, trying to reestablish said credibility.
0: Um, I think I think the most interesting thing would be to be to be honest is how how he goes from selling that business to becoming this like the debunker. Where's where are the to becoming uh, Mick West? Yeah, where where did where are the steps in between from uh, for, forming a company that makes a skateboard game to becoming like the like the mainstream authority on UFO videos? That that's the bit that doesn't make sense to me. Is how you get there.
1: Yeah, and here's what I'll say too: is what I've learned, and this is my opinion only, is that um, there are definitely uh, exchanges of money that are happening regarding influencers and people online to spread disinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even uh, who was a Project Unity, I think t- spoke to Tim Burchett, you know, and he he mentioned this idea that some people are being fed disinformation to get out there. I think even people have. Uh, wondered whether or not I've been getting spread disinformation, but the answer there is no, I just found these videos the way everybody else found them. and been reporting on them. There's no, been no outside influence regarding that at all. Um, but yeah, people that say information, like, let's just, I'm just going to name names. I don't really give a crap. Yeah, Ross Colhart, it. you know, coming out and saying, Oh, watch Trump or go find the buried UFO or whatever. He's being mm-hmm. fed that information 100%. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the question, and everybody's got to eat, you know, so people want to make money however they want to make it. Great. But I just want people out there to realize that there's absolutely exchanges of money happening. People are probably being told information to spread that they don't know whether or not it's true, right? And they're just spreading it. Some people are, you know, the useful idiots. Other people might be literally malicious. I have it on pretty good authority that there are even actual government scientists uh, and engineers that know a lot of this advanced technology is real and they have no problem just going in line to the public and discrediting other people and mm-hmm. claiming that they're ideas that are true are actually false um and that's what well, makes it so easy there was to a hide, whole segment,
0: right? wasn't there there was a whole segment on a recent rogan podcast where they were talking about sort of fake like, mainstream media scientists like uh, neil degrasse tyson and stuff like that you know yeah, what has he ever done mm-hmm. I, I would rather get my science from mike degrasse tyson
1: I like the, the, through the, was the Cosmos show was good. I used to think that, that Neil deGrasse Tyson was, you know, a legit physicist. And then you start yeah. to see him talk about the stuff and you realize this guy's probably never been in a lab in his whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Um, and it's okay. Even if you have ideas and what have you, but I think that my problem with physics uh, science uh, influencers is I call them the physics influencers, right. Is mm-hmm. I can't tell if they are being paid to be disingenuous or if they are just not up to speed at all with current science, right? Because science has advanced so far, even in the last 24 years in the 2000s, to the part now where we should be talking about the stuff that I've been mentioning, room temperature, superconductivity, macroscopic phase conjugation, right? right? Every The fact that if you ask anybody about the double slit experiment and they're a physics influencer and they just go, I don't know, right? Someone else needs to figure that out. My question is, no, you're the one who needs to figure that out. Like, what is your opinion on how this is possible, right? because the logical conclusion is coming to a unification theory of quantum field mechanics and general relativity. And once we figure that out, that's where all this stuff opens up. And this is where the crossover with UFOlogy comes into play, right? This is how we get crafts that are hovering around and how we can enable potentially, uh, ships coming to us. Oh, and this reminds me of something else I want to talk to you guys about is yeah, LIGO. So LIGO is studying, uh, neutron stars, uh, you know, um, Combining and looking and seeing the gravitational waves, which according to Roy D. Herbert confirms his theory of dilation theory, um, which is a unification theory of quantum and macro as well. And I've been told that if LIGO were to turn up the sensitivity, that they would potentially be seeing gravity waves all over the place in outer space. And you know why they'd be seeing those gravity waves is because there would be crafts manipulating gravity everywhere Mm -hmm. they go right? Just like if you were to like have any kind of detector, right? And you, you can change how sensitive it is, right? If you have a sensitivity really low, now you're only seeing the real big things, right? You turn that sensitivity up sensitivity up, and whoa, everything opens up. You know why I like that idea? First of all, it, it is like, why haven't we done that already to see? The other thing is if you think about SETI, for example, mm-hmm. the whatever, the people that are using radio signals to look around in outer space all the time, uh, they're not finding anything. And the experts and the, and the physicists will go back and say, well, you know, I've watched a lot of stuff about it, why they might not be finding stuff. Mm-hmm. And the answer there is, well, we're not looking for the right messages, right? Or they're using a different form of communication than what we would be expecting. And that actually makes sense. If there is a unification theory, then they may be using some type of faster than light communication that might be possible. And if they're flying around there, they're not going to be using necessarily radio waves for it. They might be, Uh, using gravitational waves to float around right so we might just not be looking in in the right way um so that's something i would like to have people keep in the back of their minds is what happens if LIGO changes the sensitivity are we going to see crafts flying around everywhere the signatures of them flying around pretty interesting thought
2: the Mm. I, i think it's interesting you talking about the scientists and things that are going on there and the research they're doing most I would say 99.97% like of the population. We have no idea what any of these labs are doing. People don't even know where the labs are or what the labs are. And the thing is, most of these labs, especially the government-funded ones, you can't get on the property of. They have tours, sure, certain no times true. of years. You can see these facilities. They're not going to tell you anything. The people that work there don't talk about it. It's all classified. You know, They don't talk to anyone else about it. And would people are like, well, if they knew this technology existed, they would tell the world, No. Wrong. It's weaponized autism, all right? And they know it. These people aren't going to tell anyone. They don't like to talk to people.
0: You got That's... nonstick pans and I shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, be happy with <laughs> Velcro, bro. Go back to your basement. Well, let's you talk know? about that too because yeah. there's a few aspects of that that I've learned about. First is the aspect that a lot of these people who are really smart, who are engineers and scientists, they're not necessarily the most uh, social people in general, right? right? It's very easy to manipulate them, scare them, uh, make them feel like they're they need to be quiet. We also have to realize that just from looking at the whole case, every, another thing we've learned is that a lot of people defer to authority, right? Way more than we thought, right? What's the, I don't remember the Milgram experiment, I think it is, where uh, they, you know, the basic idea of like how the Nazis would have killed a of these people is because people just adhere to authority, Did what right? They do what they're told. Yeah. They do so what it's they're the told. Electric shock, well, uh, it's the electric shock. That, yeah, the electric shock. Yeah. So they keep, they'll shock somebody mechanical. until they die, right? Yes. Um, and that's the same reason why some of these people will keep this stuff secret. Other people do it because they get off on it. Because they know that they know the truth and that they know that nobody else does, right? And they get off mm-hmm. on that idea of that. Then there's the people that are getting paid millions of dollars, and it may be a crossover of all these things that they have no, I mean, you have huge incentive not to say anything. If you're getting paid, you have inside information, you can profit off of it. Um, so if you look at it from that lens, you go, Oh, okay, this actually makes much more sense. You know, Eric Weinstein mm-hmm. was talking to Jesse Michaels and Hal Pudoff. I personally think the Hal Pudoff knows for sure. I mean, the way you sitting on a couch and just going, yeah, the aerospace companies have advanced technology. I know it for mm-hmm. a fact. I'm just going, Whoa, that's like, people should be listening to this guy, man. He's been a uh, engineer for like 50 years with the government, you know, and he's that's just huge telling statement. you guys, that's a
2: huge statement.
1: Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, uh, Eric Davis is going, well, somebody would say something if that was the case, they couldn't be hiding this. Yes, they are hiding it. Mm-hmm. Eric Davis, p- get your pitchfork out, buddy, start sharpening it, man. I'm just, telling you straight up, they're hiding it. It's easy for them to hide, a lot easier than people think, and there's no incentive for these people to reveal it, right? And some of them are. Some of the Mm -hmm. ones that are not fully within the government that are the contractors. We heard this guy whose name, he only goes by Nico. Um, He went on a podcast. I can't remember which one it was. And he had been a contractor for Lockheed. And he's coming out there literally saying, we've got teleportation. We've got, you know, I think he said like force fields, all this other, very similar stuff that I've been saying right? And some of them do come out and say it. And what happens when they do? Everybody goes, who's this guy? What's his credentials? Why why should I listen to him? He's just telling stories, right? And that's why it's so easy because it's so easy to discredit people. Nobody ever goes, I'm going to go look into the science and see if what this guy's saying is true. They don't ever do that. They just go, unless I heard it from CNN or whatever my trusted authorities are, then I'm just going to dismiss it right out of hand. Yeah, That's how the, that's how the you, real world plays out.
2: You touched on something amazing there. You know, one of the things to say, what are their credentials? Where do they come from? Not only that, like they're like, so what are they publishing? Why aren't they publishing in peer review? It's like the people who work at these. So if you work at like. Lockheed Martin. Really, you wouldn't work at Lockheed Martin. You work at a subdivision of Lockheed Martin that's housed in Lockheed Martin that is then housed on a DOE property site that's under armed military guard. That's how it would work. Two, they got this guy out of a master's program. They said, hey, bro, you're doing really good work. Your professor, we would like to hire you right now. Well, I'm working for my PhD. You could do that for us if you want. Nobody cares. I'm going to go ahead and pay you $700,000 a year right now. Done. They don't have to talk to anyone. They don't want a conflict. They just want to do science. They're solving problems. That's what they want. That's what it is. That's what it is.
1: It's even better you know, than that. So you ready? Because I've I've learned a little bit how this works, right? So some of them are just contractors, even the ones that are the ones that are full huh. DOD contractors, they're actually contracting for Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman. They're traveling around the country, they're going to these exact labs that you're talking about. They have to sign multiple NDAs. Every time they go into the lab, they have you've to sign had an NDA. Two of them on this show. Yeah. So I'm we sure you ask heard them.
2: It. No, 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 no. They're they're my friends. We yeah. couldn't ask them anything about any of that though.
1: And that's like the funny it's part is like once anything there. they see on the inside, they're putting their phones in Faraday bags, right? They're making sure that this stuff can't be traced. Yeah. Um, nothing they use in there can leak out. So they're very careful. Like the people that are the smart ones that do talk are very careful about what they say because they can't break their NDAs, right? Um, but they can use some of the information to patent the, some of the science on the side that they can produce that's in their crazy. own labs. Right. Yeah. And this is how they're making the money, right? Mm-hmm. Is that not only from their contract jobs, but then they can have, and even look at people like Sean Kirkpatrick. I'm just going to shine a light on this guy, right? The AARO guy that everybody hates. He actually has his own LLC, guys. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not it's a little spoiler alert. He's probably getting huge money for that. He knows the stuff is real and he lo- he's lying about it because mm-hmm. he's getting a juicy contract from the government to do some of this exact same research, right? And I don't mm-hmm. know the exact nature of his research, but look into his LLC. And even Ross Colehart blew up the LLC. Follow the money. You'll find out why these people are lying and you'll find out that they are hoarding the technology. And it is, like the conspiracy theorists say, is a group of elite people, the politicians, the rich people, whatever, they get connected to some of these people, they get find out it's real. And then what's their choice? If they know about some advanced technology, let's say they've got some kind of over-unity device, a free energy device, right? That you can unplug it, and it's just producing energy there. It doesn't require gas or anything. And they're paying money for that. Why would they reveal that to anybody? right? What, mm-hmm. it, first of all, you do reveal it. Everyone's going to go, you're lying, you're cheating, you're a scumbag. There's no way that's real. You got secret batteries in there or whatever, right? Then the other side of it is the people that make that whatever just want to profit off it themselves, right? So mm-hmm. if people are doing that. They don't want other people to know because the more people that know about that, the more competition there is, the, the more the price gets driven down, right? It's just basic economics. Um, and so what that develops is this two-tiered system. You know, It develops an elite that has access to this information technology. There might even be medical healing technology out there that the public just 100%. has no idea about that people would think is like crack crackpot technology um, because that's what this kind of unification theory can lead to that. And I haven't really dug too much into that, but it wouldn't surprise me. And this is also what leads to this breakaway civilization, right? And I wouldn't think of it like there's a hidden civilization. There might be, but I don't think of it that way. It's more of like just the elites end up forming this... covert group, like it's a big club and you're not involved, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what the breakaway civilization is. And it's just like how they say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. This even goes back to the plane, right? When I start to think of the motivations for why you would do this is that it's such a huge risk to show this technology off in case videos like this were to leak. Somebody potentially had to be pretty important on that plane, in my opinion. That's why I like the VIP scenario, right? Somebody was on that plane that was important that was connected, that was in this circle of elites in this breakaway civilization. And that's why they did it to the plane. Because otherwise, they don't give a shit about those people. They're just gonna let them crash and die. Exactly.
2: That's mm. the government. So one of the interesting things, like you're talking about these different companies and contracting, uh, that's how all it's done. Nobody ever really works for anyone. It's all contract. Everybody's a contract. Yep. Very few people work for anything. If they do, it's very specific agencies. Um, like, here's a great one and an example. I don't know if everyone's aware of. Have you ever heard of Radiance Technologies?
1: I had heard of it, no, Huntsville, I don't Alabama. Oh, it's always Huntsville, Alabama, man. Or they have the most PhDs, a, right?
2: That uh,
1: is not true.
2: There's another city. <laughs> oh, okay, but, what's the other one? Uh, we'll talk about it later.
1: Um, oh, okay. He's yeah, like, "That's uh, my city,"
2: but this goes <laughs> into the AM. say that.
1: Uh, you revealed it. I'm hey, I'm an investigator, man. I deduce this stuff uh, quickly. So you have. Do you know who Travis Taylor is? Uh yeah, so Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, is that the, the is shows. that the Radiance Technology once? I watched Radiance the technology. technology. Yeah, uh, they, I watched the video they, of that.
2: Yeah, so they do a lot of things. He's been discredited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look at optics, they look at
1: uh, I mean they basically said I saw a clip where they're literally talking about how they're making UFO technology. Yeah, right? so and they're just doing it in the open.
2: The the biggest key piece of information like you're talking about people running patents for several things and, and this is how this is how just for anyone else you're about to get a master class. And how people are paid by the government when you're an actual information agent, right? If you can go through there and they're always put it out like they are telling you the truth, like hypersonics, energy weapon, directed energy, yep. cyber, AI, space, intelligence, intelligence, assets, fields, and counterintelligence. What does an optical physics lab have to do with counterintelligence? Do you know who else gets paid by them? Lou Elizondo.
1: Oh, yeah. And here's the thing, they don't care. Like that's the like I was saying before, right? They don't care about getting the information out there. It's not in their best interest no, to get the information out no, there. And why not at all. look at all the backlash that I've gotten? Look at what's been going on the last week just from the idea that I might have been messaged by Joe Rogan. Just from that alone. I love Why it, by would the way. these people take all this flack? <laughs> right why would anyone want to take all this flack by coming out with these exotic claims about this kind of science right i'm yeah. even second guessing whether or not it was the right idea you know i've always just been a normal guy um yeah. so absolutely you know like it's not hard for me to believe anymore that there's you know that they're hiding it turns out I, from what i've learned last six months my own little awakening it's way 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 easier than i thought way yes. easier than i thought
2: yes And I got to be honest, man, when I saw that you retired, I mean, I put out a thing and it's sad. I saw you liked it and all that jazz. And, uh, you know, we like you. We consider you a friend Uh, from the get-go. We've definitely been here for you and in your corner. But I'm kind of happy that you can go back to somewhat of a normal life away from these insane people. Um, Because we do this for fun. (laughs) Sometimes it's trolling. Sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes I get to talk to interesting people like yourself and others that I get to fill out personal questions for um but like and, and i think the very first time i told you is like dude if you could get away and get out you should get away and get out. like
1: run bro <laughs> run. yeah i wish they would sent me my scar joe clone or they had paid me the 10 million that i asked for ah, I would have been a lot better um but no i and it's not necessarily the end right like i yeah. it's it's open-ended a little bit and i'm not sad about it like if people yeah. are wondering, like, are you sad about what, what you're doing right now? No. Like the answer is we've accomplished so much. Like, yes, this, this yes. has done enough, right? Just look at how many followers I have right now, just from all of this too. Right. Yeah. Um, This has definitely voice. been, yeah, this has been an influential campaign in terms of, you know, I, I do believe it still is an information war. And mm-hmm. I think this pushed the needle a little bit, maybe not Absolutely. a ton, but a little bit, right. Where people are now kind of wondering, what is real? What are we really capable of? Versus all these ufology, you know, heroes that are out there that never are talking about teleporting yeah, planes no. and uh, superconductivity, right? Like that was Correct. what's so disappointing about the Jeremy Corbell thing, where I'm just in there thinking, like, I, I finally had a clip of him saying that this can be turned into a weapon, and that's why it's classified above nukes, right? Yeah. And you think about that: if this is a, this is technology is classified above nuclear weapons the government's going to go to any length to cover sure. it up. Right. Sure. And all we've gotten out of it is a cloud picture and a non-matching pyromania one frame. Yeah. That's all, that's the best they could do. If that's the case, damn, I think this is pretty damn successful. Absolutely. Right? Like the way the evidence <laughs> is overwhelming. So, you know, and I just think that, um, you know, as time goes on, the technology will start to leak out. They will mess up again. Maybe they already have, and we haven't, figured it out just like these videos right it took us 10 years i think years. they have they probably have, have
2: twice yeah but so, uh, you
1: know i think that'll be awesome in in the future and i think that I, I do think that i'll be vindicated or validated i think people like salvatore paez will be uh vindicated yeah. when it comes to politics i've become a, a, a new single issue voter i previously my single issue was against anyone who's pushing disinformation but now my issue is whoever would reveal this technology because i think it needs to get out there And I think that then the only question is, and I had a great space with Jake Chansley about this uh, earlier this week is how do we get the information out there without somehow disclosing the doomsday weapons? Right. I do not want North Korea to have a doomsday weapon or uh, some terrorist organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or exactly. Or some kid who, you know, has been depressed and has been lied to by the TV and now feels like he wants to press the button, you know? So, there needs to be a way to do it and i think that jake had a really good response too actually like i he impresses me every time i talk to this guy and people mm-hmm. want to call him the QAnon Shaman chum and all those fake bullshit which he's definitely not um is that you know he said that we would develop legislation around it we would find ways to detect when people are you know the same way we do when people are trying to build bombs right is yes there's various ingredients in order to do it if it, if this technology is really quantum field theory and general relativity then we would have some kind of gravitational detector, gravitational wave detector, right? And we see somebody trying to mess around with it and we go knock on their door, right? And yeah. we background check them or whatever. Um, and maybe we're already doing that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think we are. Because if that's are. the case, then let's get out the room temperature superconductivity, so, right? Let's start so, changing the world.
2: Yeah, so something on uh, that same level of detection, I think he's on. Did I ever tell you I met him?
1: Who? Jake? Oh, in, full in person? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, Wait, yeah. Wait, are you, are you, were you there? Uh, let's I was not talking about these things. <laughs> okay. uh, but, uh,
2: uh, we got to so be careful what we talk about. The, uh, we're on yeah, YouTube yeah. right now. There there are trucks that exist. They keep in key cities and they can tech detect uh, how many x-rays are going off in dentist's office from like, I think it's eight or nine miles away. Wow. It's, it's unbelievable. The, unbelievable it's the MRIs, I'd be
1: very curious about because apparently MRIs use very, I'm very sure similar that is too. magnetic Where, technology to what this would yeah, lead it's, to.
2: It's explained to me by people smarter than myself. I just know when it comes to radiation and nuclear detection, like this is what these things were tuned for back in the day. And those vehicles are 15, 18 years old and they mm-hmm. could do unbelievable things then. So, yeah, Dave, I, mean, I, th- it, I, th-
0: I think James has rumbled you. What?
2: No. no I've, been, I've never been in
1: her office that you can prove. I mean, but no, he's a he's a really cool guy and we talked uh, about advanced technology, um suppression of it, how to get it out there and we had an awesome space there was like 300 people in there. Um and uh yeah, I, I just think that it, it's funny because one of the first things I learned was not to prejudge people and to just go back to the basics of how what I thought about all the people in Ufology and then the whole world, right? Because I, I am hundred percent also certain that people have like disinformation campaigns run against them. You know, Jake Chansley was absolutely one of them. If you want to call it a psyop or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They they run disinformation against him. I'm sure they've done it to people like Tucker Carlson. Uh, Elon Musk has had it happen to Rogan. him as well. Rogan's had it happen to him during mm-hmm. COVID. Hundred percent. Carrie Lake, I think, had it happen to her during the it was Arizona election right. as well. All of a sudden, there's all these weird attacks going against the people. You can kind of see it because you see the same patterns. Um, I would argue with, as well. I, about- know
0: it's, I, I know it's not a cool, cool thing to say. You've got to, be, you've got to be pretty wary about what you say about what it was on YouTube. Uh, I'd argue Alex Jones as well. When you actually break oh, yeah. down the Perhaps amount so. of time he spoke about what he was supposed to be speaking about, it's a fucking minute like, segment of a show when yep. the At the same time, he was getting raked over the coals for that. I was listening to another podcast, which is a really big podcast that was doing like a three, four hour show on that one thing. Where's the where's the trouble there? Where's the trouble with that? with, With that? It's just just Jones.
1: Yeah, I mean Alex Jones definitely, right? I mean, you look at the whole uh Sandy Hook thing in terms of what happened with him and they they vilified him not to the say degree. The word. Right? Yeah, I was trying to not to <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They vilified yeah. him. You can look at the Donald Trump situation even where you, they polarized people to a degree where now the truth no longer matters, where it's just a matter of they're bad. They also mm-hmm. did it to Andrew Tate, right? And the Tate brothers. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. They, they do it to anybody who they think is an influential voice who oh, Russell Brand as well. I mean, yeah. there's I could go on for days. Who They um, don't
2: have hooks into it. Right. Some
1: level. Andrew. Tate. Yeah, if they don't have. And those are the people that I want to listen to, because those are the people right. that I think are not being controlled. The ones that are not being controlled. Those are the people they go after. Right. They yeah. will find anything about their history. They will blow it out of proportion, out of context, whatever is necessary. Some people make it easier than others. Andrew Tate made it really easy. Right. Yes, I mean, he, he was running a cam girl operation. And then they just convert that to human trafficking, which uh, is, yeah, because it, turn, sister, it turns out
0: if you work in the sex industry, you haven't got like the highest moral fiber when you need to be turned. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty easy who in those cases.
1: <laughs> and then with Russell Brand, right? Like he yes. slept around a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So they find a weakness there. They go back 20 years. They find somebody who can tell a story. Um and Drew then
0: Nick. Like Joe Drew is is an open drug user, you know, he's an open cannabis smoker, he's an open psychedelic user, user So the minute they had a chance where they could use like odd drugs to try and use on him, they they used it there. Yes. Um but the Andrew Tate Tate thing, I can tell you like the the podcast he was on where they decided they needed to go out with him, and it was the one of the first times I ever heard of the guy, yeah. I remember what the pod podcast was was called. But it was like him, and it, there was a glass glass window behind him. And it was when he was talking about lockdowns, and he was saying, If you were rich, this didn't exist. Because yeah. the minute it looked strange, went after him. I got on a private plane and I flew to a different country. And it, that was at some point someone's listening to that and thought, Yo, You're fucked.
1: Oh, 100%. And what? it's funny because I, I think the Andrew Tate thing is one of the most eye opening experiences from a red pill perspective for me regarding that. Because I had no idea who the hell he was. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing the attacks against him, right? And in some degree, it elevated him. But what they're not, they don't really care about elevating. What they want to do is polarize the person, Mm -hmm. right?
0: He was a British big brother contestant.
1: Yeah. And now he just. Yeah. That's. That's apparently his background, right? I, yeah. I had no idea who he was. I'm sitting there talking to my parents, and, and everybody's going, oh, he's an evil person. I'm going, dude, I've literally never heard of this guy. Like, Why is he all over the place all of a sudden? It's like, oh, because there's a huge disinformation campaign, right? And I dug into it. We're not going to go into all that now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But absolutely, I'm 100% convinced that the U.S. government was involved in the disinformation against him in general. Definitely. The reason why I wanted to bring it up is because I see the people that get fall for this level of brainwashing, even in the UFO community, one thing I didn't expect in the UFO community is that there are political lines that are drawn in the, in the UFO community itself as well, right? You'll see a lot of these people on, on either side, on the side that think the stuff's real or the side that is skeptics or whatever, that, uh, it doesn't matter what you're saying. It matters of what your political allegiance is, right? They go, oh, Ashton's been talking to the QAnon shaman and they literally propagandize it and try to polarize me by association. Mm. um and and to me that's that's also just straight up propaganda and deception and the people that are doing that out there um, i've been let
0: down especially there's yeah. been a couple of people where that have been on this show in fact that uh yes I, like uh like one or two of them i already had a low opinion of but like <laughs> they even they managed to let me down <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and somebody is also posting uh, I think Theo Vaughn is somebody who I didn't really know he was I used to watch him in uh, the Road Rules MTV what's it called uh challenge shows mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those from about 20 years yeah, ago long time ago yeah so yeah the real world road rules that used to be the two big reality shows on MTV mm-hmm. he was I remember he was one of the contestants on that and he was one of the the people that kind of was a good persona so they kept having him come back on and now he's a big podcaster right and he seems like a really chill cool guy in general um but somebody in the chat was saying you know you should go on there and spill the beans about all the, the ufo community and boy could i i mean it is a wild west west out there of these people and you know you've got both sides of the spectrum out there people uh you know they come at you for your political beliefs i've got people on the believer side who i remember i was arguing with this one guy and um I'm asking him, like, how do you think the, the aliens got here if you don't think they can move faster than the speed of light? It's like, oh, well, the von Neumann probes, or, you know, these, uh, maybe that they're interdimensional or whatever this stuff is. And I'm just going, wow, even the people that believe there's literally aliens visiting us are still closed minded because if you think it's just von Neumann probes and you're talking about like constructed beings or AI, Correct. right? Mm. And yes. it's, it's the thing about it is just a very narrow scope of what's possible, if that's the case. Right. But if I'm saying that, oh, we can move the speed of light. Now there's so many possibilities for how they could be visiting us or what the nature of the you know, non-human intelligence situation could be. And I just think that's really closed minded to rule out the idea that it's possible to go faster than the speed of light. And this goes back to my uh my derogatory i guess uh name for everybody which is the cnn brains right the people that their worldview even when they believe in these esoteric things their worldview is based on whatever the mainstream academia tells them is possible right Mm -hmm. and that's what's so wild about the ufo community because you have people like that that are really the true believers that still have the cnn brain right then you have the ones that Don't have that CNN brain and believe everything is possible, you know, and then you have the people on the skeptic side, which are also two sides of it on the skeptic side. I think what we found, um, uh, I don't think I'm going to push the one question, which may push us a little too far based on our conversation here. But on the skeptic side, you have the same types of people, the people that only believe the mainstream narratives. And you know what some of those narratives are, right? And then I think you have a lot less people on that side, but there are even some people on that side that don't believe all the mainstream narratives, but are still militant skeptics as well
0: yeah I've, the what what really gets me with this is is the the people that, that should be thinking about this stuff and or, or at least having fun with it that's the main that's the main thing what what i've noticed a lot of these people that are the, the ones that are really bitter and come after you really hard are the ones when you when you actually watch their content they really look like they hate what they're doing they don't seem happy doing what they're doing it's weird but like if even if uh i didn't think the videos are uh, are real and i i do think the videos are real um i would be the one that that's going right well there's a guy over there that's got that's uh, stumbled upon these videos he's doing his best to prove it i fucking hope he proves it yes I, I hope obviously. i hope he proves me wrong and there was none of that from them it was weird
1: yeah. And it's funny because I was on the space last night and Keemstar's going, he, he keeps getting asked, like, what do you think the videos are? Because like, they keep thinking like, this is some kind of gotcha. And mm-hmm. Keemstar's like, well, I don't really think they're real, but I don't know that they're fake. Right. And I support Ashton's work because he's been putting all this effort in. That's what Keemstar's opinion is. And that's a very reasonable opinion right that's a he's
0: been a real cool guy through this hasn't he
1: he's been really cool around it and that's a very reasonable opinion right but then people go see see it's like (laughs) wait what like that's a very emotional reaction very emotional take it does feel like a lot of the people out there hate what they do right that they are uh, just doing it because the it gets them the anger that they're like looking for I, i don't know a lot of these people too have like these savior complexes where they feel like you believe something that's not true. I have to prove to you that it's not, or it's like, that's just a, such yeah. an unhealthy way to go you're, through life. You're right?
0: hurting people. You're, you're hurting you're, people. I've heard that a lot. You're hurting literally. Real. Literally. I
2: yeah. love when they say literally.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're hurting yeah. people. That's the fal- false compassion argument, right? Where they, mm. they don't know themselves. They have no basis. Uh, they're not themselves scientists. But then they go yell at you and say, "Well, you, you this is pseudoscience." It was like, but you're not a scientist either, so y- you don't know. And actually, I think Keemstar was telling somebody that yesterday as well. It's like you're you're saying for sure that you know these are. Are fake but you don't know that right like that's the big rub right mm-hmm. and i think that those people should step away from the internet for a while the people that are out there they're not enjoying it this is what i want to say to people i say this several times which is my motto the way i've looked at the world is there's two types of people you can break it down there's two types of people People that are treading their own path, that are building things and and bringing people up. And then you have people that are putting barriers in the way of people and trying to tear people down. You're one of those two people. I think that if you go and interact with people, you'll find that almost everybody out there is one of those two. People should strive to be somebody that's trailblazing their own path and building things up. Whatever that is, you find your hobby, you find your passion. Go with that. Don't worry about uh, what other people are doing Right, that has no bearing on your life at all. Right. And then if we all were to do that, I think the world would be a much better place.
0: Mm. And if you need reminded about it, go and look at Julian Doreen's um, like impressions.
1: <laughs> I'm yeah, going well, to be Yeah, I nice deleted that. that podcast, actually. And that's the other thing, too, is that like, this is one thing I wonder is what's the difference between arrogance and ego and just being confident? right mm-hmm. like where's the line exactly in that I, i'm not 100 percent sure because i i do give people honest advice my honest opinion and honest advice and every time i do it feels like they double down against it right mm-hmm. and then like i've you know going back to the joe rogan side i literally told people i'm not lying stop trying to do this it's just gonna uh, you know uh flip on you in a really really bad way and they keep doubling down even after i show the dms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the Skyfire people, like the other day, they they doubled down again. And then they start saying, "Oh well, there's no, there's no uh, verification tag, so he must have fabricated." I'm like, guys, stop doubling down. I'm not lying. They just they don't ever listen, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, that's that's kind of the scary part about it, in my opinion. If they just listen to me and listen that I'm just being honest with them and and took the honest advice, uh, you know, I think that there'd be a lot less of this turmoil and toxicity and going back and forth. Cause I don't like it, man. Like you guys probably seen some of my troll hunt videos that I've been doing. Right. Cause I just think it's kind of funny how like emotional some of these people get about something that has nothing to do with them. Right. And you read the comments and they're so over the top, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, you can't help, but like find some humor in it. Uh, but that wouldn't be necessary if people just chilled out and focused on their own stuff, stop doubling down on, trying to prove that I'm a liar or I'm wrong or whatever it is like even if I'm wrong right who cares right like it, what it holds no that... bearing on yes. not <laughs> there's exactly.
2: no effect and people take it so personally that you okay. have an opinion it's bizarre it's bizarre yeah.
0: have you um, found it difficult at any time like just just the amount of negativity cuz um, like it's been a really. lot
1: Yeah, it's a lot. But the thing about it, guys, is that I'm over 40 years old. I've seen the internet start to finish in terms of social media. And Mm -hmm. when I was younger in my 20s, I was probably one of those trolls as well. The the, the bunker skeptic type people trolls. I'm honest about the fact that I used to be a CNN brain type person as well. And you just learn to deal with it, right? You learn to take it in stride. You learn not to take people's uh outrage too seriously you learn how to get over it right and move on you mm-hmm. learn how not to take it too far and i i think that that is a skill weirdly enough it's like yes. actually a skill on social media mm-hmm. um and, and i think even going back to keemstar i think he's the master of it right like he's unshakable everybody tries to cancel him he comes back in a very cool leveled manner every single time i'm not on that level but i'm pretty damn close mm-hmm. um and that's what i think makes it good for me is that it doesn't matter how many of these people come after me or whatever. The only thing I do get worried about is that some of these people like might like physically come after me because they get so upset. Like some of these people are actually really pushing it. Right. People are actually trying to take my, take my job away now, you yeah. know, like that's where it's like going way too far. And I really hope people don't try to do that. Cause now you're, you're really bordering and lining on like maybe even criminal behavior, but definitely legal liability. Right. If I were to lose my job over somebody, first of all, we're going to get your name. You're going to have a lawsuit coming your way 100%. um, Mm -hmm. And I I don't want to do that to anybody. I really, really don't. So people that are going that far with it, you you need to take a a step back, get off the internet for a little while, realize like what your behavior is like and and really reflect honestly.
2: There's no end of crazy people in these things. And it, it blows my mind. I mean, not really. I mean, I get why crazy people would be attracted to it, but like the physical thing, that's real. That's a real concern. You should be concerned. Yeah. Uh, they make pocket-sized handguns for a reason. Three, Sig 365, <laughs> highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Get the 15 or 17-round mags they have now for them. Uh, I mean, it just fits in the palm. It's fantastic. I didn't even tell you the ammo you need,
1: but uh, I may come back for you for those uh, those oh, yeah, uh, side right. recommendations. But um, yeah. yeah, just for the record, in case you know, I'm not suicidal. I actually don't have a firearm, so if somehow I end up dying from you know two bullets to the back of the head, you'll know it wasn't me um you know i'm not afraid either right i'm just i'm not afraid of any of that stuff i mean i think that you could rationally argue that this stuff's real there should there might be a physical threat uh i just don't care i don't know i don't i don't know if that's something that's good with me or bad with me
2: if it was physical it would have been done already Um, yeah i think that's probably they've stopped your climb and and the social trolls are out and like someone had said earlier in a comment i'm sorry i can't remember who said it but this they put this out so long ago somebody wargamed Right. Somebody does. Yeah. All right. At some point, this may come up. What are we going to do? Uh, yep. And as technology advances, they do. Again, like to me personally, when I see when they all came out against you like that and it made me go, wow, there's something to this and to this guy. Uh, those were long term seeds. They didn't care how the podcast was served. They didn't care that it did that. What they wanted is the day Joe Rogan or Sean Ryan yep. or someone like that came, they just saw the headline and like, nah i don't want to do you know i want to
1: draw enough doubt mm, and controversy that they will look at it because they need to stop the growth right like you said and interesting those debunks always came out when there was a big peak right the first Mm -hmm. debunk came out on reddit by a one day old reddit account when it got too busy on reddit like that was for like 10 days every single post was about these videos in august and then they make it go away with one fake debunk that doesn't even match and mm-hmm. then I take the reins. They did not expect that, right? Because mm-hmm. that type of disinformation works almost all the time. And then people mm-hmm. stop looking at it. And I took the reins and I pressed it. And we even got Kim.com on there. And it got to a point where I was getting like 20 million impressions a week, right? And that was just me. Like the case was getting 100 million impressions a week, probably from people. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this cloud debunk appears out of nowhere, right? And now mm-hmm. it gets all gets shot down. Stop looking at it, everybody, right there's no accident there let's just be honest i don't think there's an accident there Mm.
0: i think they were late with the cloud debunk because if if they'd have got that out before the the video of the of the or penetrating the cloud where you could see it going through that was the problem right it was weird how it came out right after that because it was that same
1: week as if they were like working on the plan right and they're like oh shit he just yeah. showed that the cloud, the orb is penetrating the cloud. Now they know that there's no way it could be 2D assets, right? Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, just push it out anyway. Have all the people on social media, all the skeptics retweeted in the middle of the night. And that's exactly yeah. what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, was, well, they got I mean, Kim
2: to step away. They got yeah. Kim to step away.
1: And I, I don't really want to go into Kim. I like him. No, no, seems interesting. Guy, but yeah. um, you know, his assets are controlled by the U.S. government, um, like 100% controlled by the U.S. government due to the the copyright lawsuit against him uh so you know one of the methods of disinformation is what they do is they they get people on your side and then they have those people flip and then what mm-hmm. that does is it changes everybody's perception right uh it's a very very powerful way to do it
2: it was interesting mm-hmm. like w- with that shifted it shifted a lot and again like as i was watching it I was considering
1: like, no one was paid out right nobody actually met the bounty as yeah, well no it's amazing so that's, um one thing i want to say too is that there's from the science, let's go into the science perspective, getting a little mm. less out of the trolley way into the science perspective. Um, one thing that I found and I posted the other week is faster than light communication is possible, right? If we can teleport a plane, then faster than light communication is also possible. That's much easier to believe. Um, and the guy that figured this out is the guy's Nimitz. Uh, he is, I believe, German. And he had this mm. quantum tunneling experiment where he set up these prisms and he shot light through them. And he found when he shoots light through the one prism to the other one, the area in between just gets instantly transported to the other side, like just completely skips the whole area in the middle. And therefore the information you can create a faster light communication system using this, Mm -hmm. just like you could use like Morse code or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to communicate between two distant points, faster, faster, as fast as the speed of light, actually faster than the speed of light instantaneously. And it was argued that it was evanescent waves that was causing it. And uh, so then in like 2005 or six, he was supposed to prove it and he just didn't show. To the experiment, just didn't show up. It wasn't until 2019 that two other younger scientists recreated the experiment and proved that it was real. Won first prize in a physics experiment. Doing it now. Why is this also interesting? I dug into this, and I'm actually going to do a post at some point when I get some more time on my hands, Mm -hmm. where I'm going to do a follow-up post to my other faster-than-light communication post from last week, where I dug into this. I found out all that information, and it turns out as well there was people one very well-read person on actually a, a Reddit related to the EM drive, the electromagnetic drive, this cone that they mm-hmm. can shoot microwaves through. Yeah, It was actually arguing that that worked via the same evanescent waves that the faster light communication works. Um, And I went, Whoa, now we're starting to realize like, I always thought this EM drive thing seemed like it got suppressed where people are going, that yeah, can't yeah be it was a huge deal have. there
2: for a while. Everyone was like, this is the future. And then it was and it's,
1: gone. Yep. And now you realize there's a lot of connection between some of this, this guy gets silenced because he's figured out these evanescent waves that are moving faster than the speed of light. And the only explanation is that, uh, our reality is like this matrix where every point in reality around us is connected, but we just don't see it. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's how they can travel that fast. Then those evanescent waves can explain why we're getting some thrust out of a cone where we just shoot microwaves through them. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that a lot of this technology is connected. And that's why my next goal is really to focus on technology. That's the stuff I find fun, right? Yeah, Conspiracies are, are pretty fun as well, but there's not much more meat on the bone of the MH370 conspiracy. Um, the only next things that we've got out there are the debris. Apparently, uh, how should I say this? I, I highly believe they falsified the debris models that they created. Um, mm-hmm. The first model, they threw some debris in the ocean near where they thought the plane would have crashed, and there was no chance it would have gotten to the Reunion Islands. So then they go, okay, ignore that, everybody, and then they get uh, the Americans to give them a, an actual 777 wing, and they throw that in the water, and then they decide, well, yeah, that was that's going to make it. We're good. They don't actually like have it go all the way there. They just decide it's going to be there. Um, people like Jeff Wise and others, uh, you know, uh, poured salt on it and said. Um, no, actually the, if based on those models, the barnacle growth wouldn't be consistent with what they found, where the, where it actually washed up. Um, and we're talking 3000 miles that this debris Mm -hmm. needs to float. Right. And at the same time, they're arguing that all the rest of the debris sank, except for a giant eight foot long flapper on and a couple other tiny pieces that they found. Right. So the debris is way more questionable than people actually think out there. It's very possible that they falsified models, as we know from looking at COVID. Models don't mean very much uh, with respect to reality. Um, that's not models are not science. Uh, the scientific method doesn't have models anywhere included in it. It's actually running real experiments and, and watching the real outcomes. Um, and so, whatever, that's whatever that may be, yeah, whatever that may be. <laughs> and then we found Rolls Royce has connections to Lockheed Martin. Surprise, surprise. They've had a $1 billion contract to provide uh, engines and power for Lockheed Martin, uh, which boy, Rolls-Royce never released their data to the public. They would have had the engine data that would prove exactly what happened to the plane. They even did a Wall Street Journal article that got retracted where the Wall Street Journal was arguing that Boeing and Rolls-Royce showed that the engines were shut down naturally, not that they didn't potentially crash. And then that got retracted the same day or a couple days within the South Indian Ocean narrative coming up. Um, And then what was my last one? So and these are like the last pieces that I'm potentially going to be doing. Uh, I just want to give you guys a little bit of a spoiler on them. Ripple Moon. Um, Yeah, the Ripple Moon. So and then the other part about Immersat. So Immersat actually, um, the SATCOM device is easily hackable. And all they would have had to do is basically change one number in the Amersat mm-hmm. logs. And all of a sudden they're looking in a completely different location. Um, the It's also possible that they even flipped the plane out. That GA Telesis plane that was bought mm-hmm. in October of 2013, no one really knows where that plane was exactly. Some people are arguing it was sitting around in Israel. So now there's this idea of, well, what if they manipulate the SATCOM on it, flip the planes out somehow, and now you've got a different plane or there were just operatives on board and they manipulated the SATCOM. This can explain why it was only pinging one of the satellites when, if it had been pinging both satellites, they would have been able to triangulate the position. And wait, so, wait,
2: it, before we go, we, we need to make sure we are not assuming anything and anyone in Israel or Mossad or anyone no. had anything to do <laughs> with this about or that? Black no. box or any of we, this. Yeah, we'll be careful all. about who it's we just just here. Rumored that the plane was there, which we all agree, right, guys, is absurd. It
1: clearly yeah. wasn't. Uh, clearly, very, very absurd. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, so then the ImmerSat things. And also we found, so not only the ImmerSat, all these satcoms are easily hackable. Um, and the guy that actually looked into this was Victor of the Independent Group, the guy who has been arguing with me about my crazy ideas or whatever. And he's been giving me some of the strongest evidence for why like the official narrative is complete nonsense. Um, but not just that, somebody actually found that at least one plane, ImmerSat said that this plane was flying around the sky based on their pings and it's actually on the ground somewhere. So there's a lot of doubt as to whether or not these satellite pings really mean anything related to where this plane yeah. actually went. Um, so those are going to be, and then one last one is the idea of espionage. So I've been on your guys' podcast like five times probably. Like that, yeah. like and I've never really been promoting the espionage angle very much, right? I've always been promoting this idea that we're trying to save our guys, right? That there's this accidental fire. What happened
2: to the people and the science.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oddly, but now oddly I, enough, like from the whole story, I've always yeah. been down with the disappearing plane. It was the government being kind. I couldn't get. Yeah, it. that was the part that
1: most people yeah, can deal that's with, right? I was always that <laughs> Exactly what I'm getting at is that the biggest thing a lot of people have the issue with is governments doing something out of the good of their heart, you know. <laughs> and now, some one of the last pieces I'm going to do is espionage. The idea that the government's not doing this out of the good of their heart—that the creepy letter to Ashton is maybe it's not hundred percent accurate. But that it brings in some really good points, brings in even more evidence: the Iranian passengers, the satcom potentially being hacked, uh, the uh, defectors, um, and that the Russian GRU intel report might also be accurate. Which is this idea that they were tracking what was getting on the plane. This could be. Co- this could also coincide. Why there's 500 pounds of lithium-ion batteries on this c- passenger plane? Why all the Freescale semiconductor scientists are all sitting next to each other on the plane? Mm -hmm. Which is already way too many people, but now they're also sitting next to each other, meaning that their tickets were probably booked together Mm -hmm. as well. Why some of them also had their family with them. Like if you're going on a one week training course, do you bring your whole family with you? It's pretty damn weird. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, to me, you'd leave the family at home. Um, So there's a lot of sketchy stuff in my mind that now makes me think. And I was actually talking to Florence Changy about this the other day because I wanted to get her opinion on it. And she's still not all on board. Like the biggest, I think it's okay to talk about what her opinion is. Mm-hmm. The biggest difference between her opinion and my opinion is that she doesn't think the plane turned back around when it went dark. Um, she thinks that they falsified, you know, the radar or that the Buttersworth, which is outside of Penang, there's a big military base right there that couldn't there's no way it wouldn't have seen the plane. So her opinion, a lot of people have this opinion, is that, okay, the plane went towards Vietnam or it ended in the South China Sea or whatever. Um, Whereas my opinion is, no, it turned back around that radar data is accurate. They're just hiding communications, hiding radar data that this is out there, right? And that the plane disappears in the South, uh, in the Nicobar Islands. But she she doesn't have any problem with the idea that there's a, you know, the U.S. government's implicated. You know, she's got... She talk, is the one who has quoted the nephew saying that being told that his uncle was collateral damage that the White House was calling that uh, the, I believe it was Indonesian police officer, or maybe I got that wrong. I think it was Indonesian police officer knew exactly what happened to the plane, all these other things. Like you look at it, you add it up and you go, hmm. if somebody's talking about collateral damage, that's not really a rescue scenario, right? That's mm-hmm. more of a scenario of something was planned, you know, and then. Yeah, your, your family's not coming back. Mm-hmm.
2: I could say something that would be kind of dark, but if <laughs> these guys, might as well go for it, right? It's, we're, we're near the end. Um, not saying that this is true. Just saying maybe it's something to think about. People with high-level access to things like that, especially science nerds, typically, aren't, if they can take their wife's to conferences, happens all the time, they don't take their kids because the government doesn't want them to because mm-hmm. the government wants them to come back. And I'm not saying that there's a threat. No one would say that there's a threat if they didn't come back.
1: Uh, but maybe, you know,
2: I'm not saying.
1: Yeah. One last thing I want to address too. I don't know yeah. if I've addressed it yet is that I, I have not, be, oh, I guess I did address it, but no. I have not been paid off by the government or anything to stop. Nothing like that. In fact, I wouldn't consider what I'm doing stopping. Uh, I would consider more like changing gears. Right. Um, it's just, there's not much more to investigate regarding the MH370 investigation in general. And this gives people, again, an opportunity to step back, look at it from back here, as opposed to so invested emotionally, like a lot of people are. And it allows me to look into the science, which can corroborate the videos, right? If I can learn enough about electrical engineering, where I can explain all the scientific concepts myself without having to rely on these other experts that I've been Mm -hmm. having to rely on, I think that goes a long way towards future credibility towards this type of technology. Even if the videos are somehow fake, I think that the truth is that this is still a conspiracy that the narratives that are out there that are lie. And I still believe that the science and, and the technology is still real. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I think is so important is that even if these videos are somehow fake, well, then they accidentally, uh, showed technology that we really do have, um, and that we can we can then explain it, right? And if we can explain it and move the needle, then I think that will go a long way to getting the justice for the families, for mm-hmm. the witnesses who are discredited, for the pilots who were vilified, which pisses me off. And then for Edward C. Lynn, this is another guy who I'm... like I had somebody coming at me trying to claim that he's not the guy. There's no evidence that he's the guy, man. I'm sure. If he wasn't the guy, he'd have been talking to me by now. He'd have been coming to me saying... Stop talking about me. Stop saying my name. Stop saying I mean, I rolled name. the dice. I went all in on this, right? Like yeah. this guy could have been suing me, right, for saying his name. Um, but no, he's the guy. I'm, I'm very, very, very sure. 99.9% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people all deserve uh, vindication, you know. So lastly, yeah. what I want to say is one of my other letters I plan on doing is, I don't know the exact name of it, probably going to be called like the Edward C. Lynn Psyop or something like that. Um, where they they kind of lied to people about what this guy was being charged with, right? Because I think that General Flynn uh, knows Edward C. Lynn, potentially personally. And I think he knows that Edward Lynn got railroaded. And if Trump ends up winning the election, I have a very strong feeling that General Flynn will be finding a position in his administration and might be able to get Edward C. Lynn a pardon. So I potentially plan on writing a letter That, uh, implores general Flynn via, uh, some of the evidence around, uh, Edward Lynn to, you know, make sure he gets that pardon. Cause no matter what, this guy deserves a pardon, right? He shouldn't be having this plea deal hanging over the head, his head. He did his time in prison. Great. But he needs to be fully vindicated. Like he needs to get his rank back. Um, he was somebody that was screwed over no matter how you look at it. Even if somehow he wasn't related to these videos, I can still tell the guy was screwed over. He was Mm -hmm. not a he was not a spy. He's always been a patriot looking at his whole history. Right. Um, Maybe he's a guy that doesn't mind, you know, uh, sleeping around with a prostitute. Maybe that is true. But Hey, we're all men. We're all weak sometimes. Right. That's not something that you should be going to prison for six years over and being vilified in the media, what have you. So he deserves uh, vindication. hundred percent.
2: Well, man, I think it's about that time to wrap up. If you hang out for a second, we'd like to chat with you before you disappear. Sure. Uh, this has been a great, great podcast, man. And I love that we got your confession early on. Um, yeah. It's going to be a big deal. My handlers are going
1: to be really I, I can about already this. see Skyfire News clipping it and, and posting it out there. Ashton mm-hmm. confesses. Wouldn't if that be awesome?
2: That, you got to admit, that'd be hilarious. Like, If we, just like, if oh we could God.
0: just do it again, but with that at the bottom of the screen, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, we'd really
1: appreciate it. <laughs> to, to get that merch. Now, everybody should, um, you know, anybody who's watching this either live uh-huh. or later on, you should be following the Alien Attic guys. Uh, buy some of their merch. Support their work. These are some of the real ones that are out there. If you're into conspiracies, weird stuff, these guys are awesome. If you're somebody out there who is uh, gets a request, you should talk to these guys. I saw their interview with John Stewart the other week. It was a great interview. Thank you. Um, it was good you fun. know, I enjoyed these, it. these guys are they're great to talk to in general. So, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I, I've been liking our our conversations.
0: Oh, I was yeah, was too, too. I look forward to have more of them as well. Definitely. You too. I'll see you later, guys. Good night. Peace.